0: I'll go home as a beggar and never be your wife. Hi, I'm Mary. And I'm Katie. And this is The Housewife Did It. Pop culture edition. Finally. And Mary's back edition. Yeah. Ooh. Although, I, me and Mom were just talking on the phone and we're talking about how how much we like Billy. On, uh, She said, he was making me laugh. Like as if, as if she doesn't normally laugh when she listens. Yeah. When it's me, Mary, you're fired. All right. Uh, Let's get into it. Um, I think we're moving into a world where we're gonna have less deep dives and lots of just Mm -hmm. chitty chatting to do Mm -hmm. as our reality shows come to a close. But. Mm -hmm. That's fun. We love the chitty-chatty. So, on Special Forces, which ended this week, I thought this was hilarious. So, Tom Sandoval made it to the final phase. Uh, Basically, he made it to the last episode. He just didn't, like, pass Mm -hmm. selection. But he made it to the interrogation phase, which is what it sounds like. They are being interrogated. And he failed because he was the only one that like literally failed jojo siwa left Mm -hmm. but he failed because he was unable to show empathy i thought that was funny they were like if you're gonna be talking they're like if you're gonna try to like not be killed by an interrogator like you have to like humanize yourself you have to like talk to them you have to like make yourself useful so that they don't want to kill you and he did not and they are like so goodbye no. i mean the man puts on fake neck tattoos mm-hmm. and thinks that they're gonna like pass off as real yeah he's not like in touch with reality yeah uh and who finished the entire selection process i was pretty impressed was tyler cameron Nick Viol and then a woman named Erin something she's an Olympian but for our purposes the two bachelor people are the most interesting Nick Vial's uh posts about this show are so dramatic yeah that weight loss one Mm-hmm. but that and was the kind one of like, yeah but then the one where he was like I had just found out we were having a baby Mhm. and I left I was like well you didn't have to leave yeah I guess just stay, but whatever. In Taylor Swift news, many rumors are swirling that after her final 2023 concert in Brazil, Taylor Swift flew to Kansas City and will be spending her off time with Travis Kelsey, specifically her, like, holidays, her Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I've seen some people claiming that she's also, like, moved several belongings and pieces of furniture mm. into his home. Um, and that this is something that they're considering a trial run for eventually moving in together. I've also seen people saying that they are saying they're in love with each other, that they're planning for a marriage and babies. I don't know if that's true or not, but I think that the at least the trial run for moving in together thing is probably true. Do you, you know how she said she's resetting surprise songs after the new year? Yeah. I've seen people saying that she's she, they're like she's doing anything to not have to sing London Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um also in Taylor Swift news, she was named the top global artist on Spotify ending Bad Bunny's 3-year reign to no one's surprise. Mhm. I'm surprised that he had a 3-year reign. Yeah, that a shock. <laughs> I'm not, like, not that he shouldn't be, like, the top global artist, but that for three years in a row? hmm Yeah. Because I feel like I haven't known about him for very long. Yeah. But as this was coming out, people were putting puzzles together that Spotify had been releasing, and a lot of the speculation was that these puzzles were going to come together to not only announce that she was top global artist, but also to announce... Karma, because a lot of the imagery looked orange. Mm-hmm. Her hair looked orange. Her One of the vaults looked orange. The Lover House looked orange. Um, but once the image came together on Spotify, the colors were a lot more muted than on the billboards. I think it was just discolored. Yeah. Because her hair is regular. It's the Fearless Vault, so it's yellow. Yeah. I think it just look different on those lights but with the end of the era shows we do not have a reputation announcement yeah but we did get you're losing me on streaming which i will accept as a consolation prize because that song is my jam yeah yeah and then jack antonoff decides to fuck shit up yes and post that You're Losing Me was written in 2021. This has led fans to believe that Taylor and Joe have been broken up or at least leading to a breakup for that entire time. Also confirming people's theories that Midnight's is entirely a breakup album. Mm -hmm. I still... Like, I'm not, like, on that train. First of all, the way that Jack Antonoff posted it actually led me to believe that he was saying, like, listen, we just wrote this song after she ate some raisins. Like, it wasn't really that big of a deal. Like, it was just a song. Yeah. But it's also possible it's not, like, directly about him at all. Like, she is a talented songwriter who can write about things that are not her experiences. But... Mm -hmm. Other people have said, like, or when you're in a relationship for a long time, yeah. like, it ebbs and flows, and sometimes you feel right. those moments where you're like, I'm not in this, you know? hmm There's, like, like, a TikTok shop thing, I don't know, I think it's, like, a book or something, but it's, like, the advertisements are that it's for relationships that have gone to a roommate phase. yeah. Is, like, the way they word it. And, like, long-term relationships, a lot of people do say those things. And so it's very possible that, like, she thought they were going to break up and then it worked out. I also do kind of wonder if Midnight's is a breakup album because, and I didn't put this in here and I meant to, but on top of all of the drama Jack Antonoff has started, people are also pulling up that the Jack Antonoff remix of Antihero has, like, some pretty direct jabs at joe alwyn oh okay um and i mean it could i guess it doesn't have to be him but that they seem to describe him he said it's uh he says sometimes i feel like everybody is an art dude or an art bro lately Mm. and then he says talking shit about your famous baby and then he says something about like the 90s which is when joe alwyn was born um, so people are saying that it seems like even if it, Midnight's wasn't a breakup album and they wrote this remix, he added this remix later on, he doesn't seem to like Joellen yeah, in general, but also that like maybe a lot of these things from Midnight's are now starting to seem more like they were written about him. Yeah. And not in a good way. Yeah. That's fair. On top of that drama, Dumois reported a while ago, mm-hmm. that Taylor Swift and Joe Owen had gotten married in a private, non legal ceremony in the UK, and the re- and they and basically they posted the blind item again because they're saying it's around the time that mm-hmm. "You're Losing Me" was written, either like right before or right after, and so they reposted it and like doubled down, and they said like people have been doubting this since we first came out with it, but I have no reason to lie, like. I'm not gaining anything from lying about Taylor Swift. This is what I heard. This is what happened. And Tree Payne, Taylor Swift's publicist, posted a screenshot of the blind item and tweeted about it, saying it is untrue and that Dumois needs to be held accountable for their actions and lies, and that this has been harmful and traumatizing to Taylor. Dumois then apologized for the effect on Taylor, but not for the reports themselves because they are continuing to claim that they are true. and again saying, I have no reason to lie. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that this has upset her. yeah, but that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people um, like are hating Dumois and like on the one hand, yeah, like yeah, that's like shitty if they like are purposefully lying. But I also think that, like, that's not the point of Dumois. Dumois is, like, a submission-based, like, they're just sharing what... These are blind items. Yeah, they're just sharing... Whether they believe it or not is, like, what you can judge them for. But, like, simply sharing what was shared with them, like, we get to decide what we believe. So, I don't know. And I think it's true... I think it's true for Dumois to say... That they're not lying, because they did clearly receive this blind item. I, but I think that, on the other hand, Tree Pain is saying, like, stop sharing that, because you don't know that it's true. Sure. Like, just because somebody sent it to you. Yeah. But I also have seen a lot of people saying that Dumois needs to take a step back and not mess with Tree Pain. Yeah. I mean, fair. Um, If they, like, know what's good for them. Yeah. But yeah. I think that... It's, like, a toss-up, because, like, no, they're not lying. They did hear that. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's up for us to decide if it's true. And, like, great, now we have a publicist who knows Taylor Swift saying it's not true. Yeah, Um, but but it's the the doubling down is strange to me. But Dumas did, like, basically pick a direct fight with Tree, and they said, like, we have no reason to lie, unlike a publicist who gets paid to do this job. Um, Right. Now... Bear with me. A theory just popped into my head. So, what if, because, again, Taylor Swift is able to write about things that aren't happening to her in that exact moment. What if they go have this non-legal ceremony, okay? And they mm-hmm. get they get back, and she's thinking about, like, well, before we went and did this, this is how I was feeling. I was feeling like he was losing me. I was feeling, like, not like, we weren't gonna get married, or, you know what I mean? Like, what if, like, it could still be a feeling that she had at some point in their relationship, even if it's not how she was feeling in 2021, and she sings about, like, the marriage possibility in You're Losing Me, so, like, I don't know. I also think that, like, when we get a Taylor Swift song, we kind of assume that it's about whoever's most recent, unless there's something really specific, like, like, would have, could have, should have. She mentions the age she was at the time. Right. Like, we don't, this could be about any of her ex-boyfriends. There's really not Yeah. anything super specific in it. Right, and that's how I feel about, like, she was with Joe Alwyn for seven years. So, yeah. to believe that, like, for seven years she's only going to be able to write about a working relationship is, like, right. silly. And we obviously saw her write about things that were, like, completely unrelated to her in folklore and evermore. Mm -hmm. But then it's, like, it's, like, frustrating to me that we left those and we enter midnights and all of a sudden people are, like, so it must be about her life again and it must be about her current life. And, like, that's, well, not really, like, I don't think that has to be true. Yeah, I think my pushback on that is, like, that... That's what folklore is, is, like, stories. Like, the word folklore is stories, and so I think that, like, in their sister albums, and so I think that we can assume that anything on those albums is just a story. Well, and we can assume it because she told us, but... Right. And so I think that it does kind of make sense to think once we're out of those albums... It's not storytelling anymore, but I don't think that it has to be that there are no more storytelling songs. I think especially because a lot of people, like, are not sure that, like, Bigger Than the Whole Sky is about something that happened in her life. Because right. it doesn't sound like it is. And, like, so there, I think that probably, it's not, let me back up a little bit. It's not going to be like Folklore and Evermore where every song. Sure, Right is a made up story, but I think it's safe to assume that not every single song is going to be about this one relationship she's been in for right, seven years right. when she that, has the capacity. Right. That's what I'm saying is like that would just be so boring. And again, I yeah. say this all the time, but I also just think it pigeonholes her that like she can't write about anything that she's not currently living through. And what I'm saying is like yeah. yes, that was the point of folklore and evermore. But Folklore yeah. Nevermore should have taught us that she is capable of that. Right. And I think, like, yes, there are songs in Midnight's that we're like, that sounds like her and Joe, like cute, like Sweet Nothing yeah. is probably her and Joe yeah. and things like that. But it doesn't mean and, – and I also get that with eras with Taylor Swift, like we have kind of been like that that's who that album is about or like that's yes. the era she was in and like that's what that time period of that album – but i also just think like this was her 10th album she is like in a new phase in her life she's doing all the re-records she's living through her old albums again like i don't think it's crazy to think that a creative streak hit her and she said i can write a song about something i'm not currently going through like you said it could be a past breakup it could be a fear she has with joe and she's able to put herself in, in that spot but I don't know, and I think that I think that Midnight's is so like diverse. Yes, I agree. In that way, like we have "You're Losing Me" and we have "Sweet Nothing," mm-hmm. and we have like songs like "Dear Reader," who really aren't about a relationship. Glitch is like at all, and then probably not about Joe, we, right? Yeah, and then we have like "Would Have, Could Have, Should Have," that's about a relationship from when she was nineteen years old. Like right. it's. It's got so much, like... And sh- and she even said on, like, when creating the album, it's about things that, like, kept her up at night. Like, that's why it's called Midnight, is because it's right. things that kept her up at night, things that she was thinking about in the middle of the night. Every single one is going to be about something very different. Yeah. For that reason. Yeah. Um. Last question on Taylor before we move on. So, part of mm-hmm. the theory with Reputation was will she announce it on November 26th and then release mm-hmm. it on New Year's Day. First question, mm-hmm. could she announce it on New Year's Day? Or second question, could she do a Beyonce style no announcement, just drop it on New Year's Day? I think I think that that is has also become a plausible theory because of the, there will be no explanation. There will only be reputation. Yeah. And like, she was just with Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are talking about her Beyonce movie premiere dress. Like, yeah. trying to figure out if it's a nod to reputation. If it's a nod to the VMAs. Like, what mm-hmm. exactly the dress means. Um, I also, speaking of dresses and Taylor Swift. Another thing with You're Losing Me has been around the the fact that it was written right around the time that the I Bet You Think About Me video was filmed. Yeah. Where she wore a wedding dress. And so people were saying, like, maybe she maybe she was thinking like, shit, like, I'm in this wedding dress. I've been in this relationship for seven years. I don't think he's gonna marry me. Like Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And then Kelly Teller, Miles Teller's wife was also posting about, like, how thankful she was that You're Losing Me is finally out, and she's the one who kind of started this, like, she reposted something about the antihero Jack Antonoff remix, and so people are also thinking maybe, like, Taylor confided in her during the filming of the music video, like, I like why the fuck does he not want to marry me? Like, yeah, you know, like, and it's been, it's, like, something that I think if you've been in a relationship for seven years... Mm-hmm. You're you gonna start 30. thinking. You're thirty. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're gonna start thinking, like, why why isn't he marrying me? Like and I think even if I think even if you don't fully wanna be married, like you might still wonder like why. why doesn't, doesn't he, he want, want to? Yeah. Yeah. I know why I don't want to, but why doesn't he want to? Yeah you know, like if that's a natural thing to think about. I think so. And it yeah. doesn't mean that they were they've been broken up secretly for two years. Yeah. Um, all right. We must move along, but if ever y'all are interested in us just becoming a Swifty podcast, let us know. I think we could do it. Yeah, I don't think it would be hard. Um, speaking of London premieres, uh, I just thought this was cute. Kylie Jenner went to the London premiere of Wonka to support Timothy Chalamet, and I really only put this in here because I wanted to say that I'm so fucking excited for that movie. Me too. I'm a Wonka I will say, though, fiend. I cannot I have so much trouble picturing Timothy Chalamet being a stepdad. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. It's weird. Mm -hmm. I I think it's the same trouble I had picturing Harry Styles being a stepdad. Yeah. Uh, We'll have a little bit of Bravo news on Winterhouse. Tom Schwartz finally hooked up with Katie Flood from Below Deck, according to him and not according to her. They were rolling around on the floor in the bathroom. So, I don't know. They said, were y'all having sex on the floor? And she said, no, 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 absolutely not. Not on the floor. Not on the floor. <laughs> Silly. Just in the bathroom. Also, it's been, like, a little hard for me to watch how fucking chaotic Danielle is. Like, yeah. I'm a Danielle fan, typically speaking, but oof. Like it's bad but i also feel bad for her because they were like she basically just ended it with robert like yeah. a week or two before coming into the house but like she got a chill on alex that was like not the I'm... deal when she started yeah. she was like this is no strings i do not care no big deal and she wanted that because yeah. of yes. her relationship with robert yeah girl i'm generally um not really a danielle fan Okay. I don't dislike Danielle. I'm just not super Sure, familiar. yeah. Billy Billy and thinks Alex, she's very boring. I think she's boring. I also just like something about her like makes like is cringy to me. I don't know what it is. But it's already hard enough to watch Alex, but then watching them like drunkenly like go into the bedroom and her be like, Are we gonna fuck or what? Like I was like Yeah, yeah. Ma'am. It was so And I do I do understand the frustration of having sex with someone and then watching them make out with someone else 20 minutes later. I sure. Think that that, I mean, not that I understand because mm-hmm. it's happened to me, but, like, yeah. I would also be frustrated. Yeah. But the the quickness with which she lost it on Amanda. Yeah. Like, just for Amanda saying, like, give me a second because I'm married. Yeah. Amanda's she's all, she was drunk. She was like, but it's second. also, like... I think that's, like, that was such a fair thing for Amanda, not just because she was married, yes. but, like, we are all different people, like, we all have yeah. different like, literally... standards of what, like, faithfulness or, like, appropriateness yeah. is, so she's just saying, like, let me think, I know Danielle, let me be Danielle, oh, yeah, that would be shitty. Yeah, also, like, just now when I said that I would also be frustrated, my my first thought was, well, yeah, I'd be frustrated because I'm married. Yeah. And that would be a problem. Right, Yeah. Um so I, yeah I think Amanda was absolutely right. On Southern Charm, Craig convinced everyone to go on a trip to Jamaica to bond with Paige and then Paige ends up not going. And Craig Wait, is that like a power Craig... move? Do we love that for Paige or hate it? <laughs> no, so like this is what happened. Craig planned the trip without like asking Paige if it would work for her mm-hmm. and I think I think kind of without telling Paige that it was about wanting his friends to bond with her and so then he's like calling her and he's like what are you thinking about like Jamaica like I'm so excited and she's like you know like I don't think I can make it this week I just have like way too much going on right now that I need to be home for and he was like yeah like I understand and then he said he said I think we're in like we're so privileged that we can just take trips like this and like afford to do it but also like we do have jobs and so like I can't just expect her to be able to drop everything and fly to Jamaica. And I really should have run that by her first. I was like, you think Craig, Mm -hmm. you think you should have run that by her? Mm -hmm. So everyone was kind of sad that she couldn't come, but everyone else still goes during the trip. Austin admits, or maybe right before the trip, he admits he's still in love with Olivia, but on the trip, he kind of admits that he had sex with Taylor. Okay. And it just gets like glossed right over somehow. So, that hasn't come up on the show yet? It's it's come up, but they are, like, adamant, adamantly denying it. Oh, okay. They have said that they made out. Oh, okay. They're denying that they had sex. But during the trip, there's they're at a restaurant, and there's, like, a, a dish called the Horny Goat, or a drink called the Horny Goat, or something, and someone says that sounds like austin and austin said like oh yeah that's me haha and then he said i've had sex with three out of the four women at this table and the women at the table were madison taylor olivia and vanita and vanita said i sure didn't have sex with like in in an interview she said i sure didn't have sex with austin Mm -hmm. so i'm doing the counting that taylor's one of those three and there's nobody says anything weird it was weird like we all been hunting this information down Mm-hmm. And then it comes out, and you're like, mm. um, after the episode aired, Vanita and JT were on Watch What Happens Live, and JT, which we already knew, JT didn't like Shep because he is in love with Taylor Ann. Mm-hmm. Um, but he absolutely tears into Shep. Mm-hmm. He says that he has no respect for women. He calls him like a drunk. He says that his only redeeming quality is that he hates Trump. Yeah, which I'm shocked by, actually, because I just... He said, and me too. I just finished an episode where Shep was going off about, this is why everyone in America is a bunch of wusses now. Yes. Shep is a very... Like, he might like Donald Trump. Mm. Shep is very, like, Southern liberal. mm in the sense that like he votes a certain way mm-hmm. and he is very clear about how he votes mm-hmm. but he still holds a lot of the traditional mm-hmm. beliefs yeah that southern people are known to have i think and, and like the biases that southern people are known to have yeah maybe i'm not allowed to say this but my read on ship Is that he doesn't mind the gays but he's a misogynist and um, a white supremacist and so that's my feeling that's what I think of when I think like sure he's like liberal meaning he's just like not a homophobe maybe right but well I mean when I say liberal he's like a self-proclaimed no yeah 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 that's I just mean that like Like, I don't I'm not saying he probably thinks just not Especially in South Carolina, he probably thinks like, "But I yeah. don't mind the gays, so I'm right progressive as they come." He's always been open about his political views. Yeah, I like I remember that early on. Yeah, I think he's like the kind of like Democrat that's like, if somebody were to call him racist, he would be like, "I am the least racist yeah. person alive." Like, he's not the kind of person who'd be like, "What did I do, and how can I fix it?" Yeah. I just was He'd talking... He'd be like, absolutely not. We were just talking about that with when Catherine said that. <laughs> she said, mm-hmm. I am the least... And I just always want to know what that means. Like, every like, time yeah, someone I, says it... What's like, the measure? Yeah, like, so... So Now, I understood what Catherine's measure was. It was Caleb. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, people say that all the time. Like, I am the last I person. I want to find the actual... Yeah. And I'm like, what does that we mean? We need to find the truly the least racist person alive. We need to find them. My feeling is that they're probably not white. Right. So. And like, if, if someone... And here's the thing. The least racist person alive, no one would ever accuse them of being racist. Because they're the least. Right. And they also probably don't think to themselves I'm the least, I'm the least racist. I'm I'm not, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, the, that's who Shep is. He's yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah, that's the vibe I get from Shep, is that he's like, he's like a performative yes, Democrat with a lot of internal biases. Yeah. But the other thing that I found very interesting that JT said on Watch What Happens Live is that his ex-wife, as far as he knows... Has no idea that he's on a reality TV show, mm-hmm. and the reason this got brought up is because they say like you always you're always talking about your ex wife on the show, and he's like I don't think she knows there there is a show, and they're like How do you not know she knows? And he's like We don't speak, and then and it, like he was really beating around the bush because they were like asking like How long are we all together? And he's like Well we got married, like, around the time we were 21, and and then he said, well, because she's English, and I was like, what does that mean? And then he, and then he said, and he said, I'm not saying that it wasn't a real marriage, like, built on love, but we were very young, and we wanted her to live here, and we had to grow up very fast to ensure that she could stay here. Yeah. And so, then it kind of, like, everybody, it kind of clicked, and then Andy said, like, okay, so does she not live in this country anymore? And he says, "He said I think she lives in the Swiss Alps with a hot ski instructor." Was this the reunion? This is Watch What Happens Live. Oh, oh, oh! Yes, you said that. Yeah. And and Andy's like, "What the hell?" And he's like, "He's like, I'm trying to be very careful with my words because my mom is in the front row of this audience, and they're still very close." Well, why does his mom not tell him where she and, lives? Yeah. So you don't you don't even know what country she lives in? i mean i don't need your mom to give you her address but like like and so you then, know about the ski instructor but not the country yeah. so then andy andy turns to his mom and he says she knows about the show right and his mom said Weird. She, no And he was like what the hell is happening and then basically and vanita was like she was like your ex-wife doesn't know you're on tv and then she's like i'm sorry it's not my time to speak And he just, he, he was, he said, this is very awkward for me. And then they finally, like, moved on. It was weird. Weird. Sketch. Mm Mm-hmm. Also sketch, Rachel Levis officially announced her new podcast coming January 2024 with a strange title choice, (laughs) Rachel Goes Rogue. Conveniently, Vanderpump Rules Season 11 also comes out in January 2024 not going rogue i like that feels like such like and i know that she's already confirmed she had this affair but that feels like such an admission of you being like a bad person mm-hmm. and doing shitty things like i went rogue <laughs> like people were ah, like, like that's weird people were like Rachel's revenge like other yeah. options other Rachel options. reckoning redemption like come on Weird. Yeah. Anything except that. Now. And you know she was like so proud of that. She was like, that's so e- funny. Yeah. Now, some TV ladies that we know and love, not Rachel Levis, believe it or not, were acknowledged in Variety's 40 Most Powerful Women on Reality TV. Just real quick, I was going to read some of note because good for them. So, Candy mm-hmm. Burris from Real Housewives of Atlanta, Paige DeSorbo. Julie chin moonvez powerful, debatable. Sasha Colby, Serri Fields made the cut. Heather Gay from Salt Lake City Housewives, which I don't watch, but man, I might because they seem interesting as book from after the... after my case tonight. After should start watching Salt Lake City. Yo, dude, after I saw a clip where someone told Heather Gay she looked inbred, I was like, I gotta watch this shit. No, it's, it's the fact that she asked. She said, do you think I look inbred? <laughs> but, like, that's, that's what makes it interesting. It wasn't like somebody was just yelling at her and they're like, you look, and you look fucking inbred. She said, do I look inbred yeah. to you? And yeah. they're like, yeah. Exactly, right. Yes, you do. Teresa Judice from Real Housewives of New Jersey, and I really could not see her comeback coming, but she's done it. Uh, no. Wild. Nikki Glazer, who is not really reality TV related, but I think she's cool. She made the cut. Paris Hilton, who now has a Peacock show. Cute. Tamara Judge from Orange County Housewives. Carrie Annaba. Killing it. No. We don't like carrie Ann. She's... I don't watch Dancing with the Stars, so I don't have she... an opinion. So, I don't necessarily dislike carrie Ann. A lot of people don't because she's known to, like, pick favorites. Mm. And once she picks a favorite, she never says anything bad about them. But then, like, the dancers who are, like, working their asses off and, like, getting better every week, she, like, tears them apart. Like, literally, she made Hannah Brown cry mm. almost every week. And then in, in one of their training sessions hannah spent almost the entire time talking about how much carrie and hurt her feelings and she had to apologize to her after her last her next dance because it was like so deeply affecting hannah um also she takes up so much of the airtime they have to cut her off and they have to skip other judges comments because she won't shut up mm. uh vanessa lachey also made the cut which is a choice Mm -hmm. uh charity lawson jenna lyons from the housewives of new york kyle richards from the housewives of beverly hills asia scott lisa vanderpump michelle visage and to Mm -hmm. no one's surprise ariana maddox i was reading this list to sammy and in our house we call her misselle visage mm-hmm Um, And I said, I said, Macelle Vichage. And he said, yeah. (laughs) Speaking of Carrie Mm Ananaba. We had the Dancing with the Stars semifinals this week. Going into it were Allison Hannigan, Jason Mraz, Charity Lawson, Ariana Maddox, and Zochi Gomez. And they are all also going into the finale. So this week, it felt pretty obvious that Allison Hannigan was going to go home. She she gets better every week and her scores get better every week, but everyone else is getting like perfect scores now. And Allison just got her first nine this week. Okay, and it was and she got one nine this week. So that's just kind of where she's at. But when they were like announcing who's going into the finale, she's the first person they called. Ooh, and so then everyone's like, "What the fuck? Yeah, who the fuck is gonna go home?" So. It was really hard to watch to be honest because it came down to Ariana and Zochi were the two they had left to announce. And Zochi is seventeen and she is losing it. She was like trying so hard not to cry. Her whole face was shaking and then and you could just see like at, at some point it felt like she realized she was going home and she just yeah started crying and ariana was also crying and then they were like you're both going to the (laughs) finale and i was like was it worth it Mm -hmm. was it worth it to put the 17 year old through this trauma but basically dancing with the stars said that they think having five couples will make the finale even better and that they will be able to pull it off timing wise and that everyone going into the finale has a different reason for deserving to move forward basically everyone's doing really well and Allison Hannigan keeps getting better Mm -hmm. so they don't want to take it from her now also in Dancing with the Stars news Harry and Riley went home during Taylor Swift week Mm -hmm. but during their dance it looked like they kissed Mm -hmm. and then after when they're getting judges comments Bruno said did you kiss her during that dance and harry said a little bit yeah weird. and originally i thought that maybe he misheard bruno because uh, that was yeah. a weird answer yeah like i was like maybe he thinks he asked him like did you trip or like did you hit her on accident or something like yeah like maybe he like like something happened and he's like yeah a little bit but then on jojo siwa's podcast it seems like they confirmed the kiss yeah i heard some of it and it sounds to me like they confirmed which is almost juicier they confirmed that Mm -hmm. they have kissed but they were adamant that they did not kiss in the middle of the dance yeah
1: harry said harry said like
0: why would i do it in the middle of a dance why wouldn't we do it at the end and i was like i don't fucking know because the song said i can see us twisting the bed sheets yeah kiss kiss it's the perfect time Um, it's possible I saw I only saw like a teaser that Jojo Siwa had posted and so it's very possible that she had like snipped it together like her asking if they kissed in the middle of the dance and them saying they kissed but they were actually said at different times I don't listen to Jojo Siwa's podcast I don't intend to me either so (sighs) I could be wrong still and like I just I still cannot get behind it yeah, still weird. Um, so you're telling me y'all shared he, an even more intimate kiss? Ew. Right. Ew. He he posted on TikTok this week. He's like, my favorite thing about Riley is her digital footprint, and he started going through her old Instagram posts from when she was in like middle school and talking about how funny they were. I was like, dude, these are like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like this is not long enough ago for for it to be funny. Mm-mm. It would be funny if y'all the, were the like fact that- doing it at the same time. The, right, the fact that you were able to scroll down pretty easily and find them, that, that should tell you something. Mm-hmm. Last tidbit, Spotify Wrapped came out this week, and I thought it would be fun to share our Spotify Wrapped. Woo! Yeah. Let the people know about us. So, my top artists were Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, One Direction, Olivia Rodrigo, and Lizzo. I think the only new one for me is olivia rodrigo last year i think it was the same but instead of olivia rodrigo i think it was kendrick lamar mm. my top podcast was crimes of passion is the only podcast i listen to on spotify because it is not available on apple Podcasts. um and my top songs were the man cruel summer miss americana and the heartbreak prince lavender haze and forever and always piano version part of the reason I want to talk about our Spotify wrapped is because I want to know if there was anything that surprised you about your wrapped, because I was a little surprised by my wrapped. I was surprised, but grateful that my classroom playlist did not ruin my rap because when it was like going through and telling you, like it was like you listen, like when it tells you like what place you listen, like, yeah, it said like, it was like you listen to a lot of high school musical on Hannah Montana. And it said, it said, you you listen like College Station, Texas. I was like, great. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't want them on my rapt. But they did not make it on my artist list, my top five, anyway. Um, I was surprised that One Direction and Lizzo were in my top five because I feel like I listened to some other artists more. Yeah. Um, but I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Like I said, One Direction has been in my Spotify Wrapped, I think, since Spotify Wrapped began. Yeah. Um. Probably. So, yeah. not surprised. But I feel like I've been listening to One Direction less lately. Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that uh, Steve Lacey wasn't in my top artists because I feel like I listen to Steve Lacey a lot. But still a good list, in my opinion. Yeah, I was none percent surprised about mine um okay. my top artists were taylor swift noah kahn post malone ashley cook and olivia rodrigo i was surprised you didn't have renee Rapp in yeah, your rap yeah i was gonna say like i guess i was a little surprised that like i feel like olivia rodrigo is in a lot of the like playlists i listen to but i don't Mm -hmm. seek out a lot of olivia rodrigo so i do but i do think that renee rap i probably started later in the year yeah so she didn't make it yeah i mean i listened to olivia rodrigo's new album a couple times but Mm -hmm. i guess i was a little shocked by that one i listen i listen to olivia rodrigo is on all of my playlists and i like listen to her albums independently um but also, my husband will hear, like, a, an Olivia Rodrigo song and ask me, like, "What can you play some Olivia Rodrigo songs so I can figure out which one it is? Mm. And so then I have to go through and play all of the Olivia Rodrigo songs so that he can figure it out. And so we we did that once, and it was um, Get Him Back. Yeah. And we got, like, halfway through, and we went inside City Thrift, and we came back, and he, like, started it over. He's like, I just love this song. Start it over. So cute. Yeah, I mean, I like it's, Olivia it, she's Rodrigo. She's the car. I probably do listen to more Renee rap now than Olivia. But my top podcast, and I did have five, but I didn't feel like naming them all. But my top podcast was Crime Weekly. That is what I listened to the most for sure. My top songs. Number one song was Stick Season. Not shocked at all. Mm-hmm. Number two, would have, could have, should have. Number three, Homesick, also Noah Khan. I was a little shocked that my four, my other Taylor Swift songs were reputation songs. So my mm-hmm. other ones were Getaway Car and I Did Something Bad. Um, not shocked that three out of five spots are Taylor Swift, but shocked at those two, I guess. Yeah. I I will say my top five songs... I was surprised that Cruel Summer was one of my top five songs. I like Cruel Summer, but I don't feel... I feel like I listen to other songs more. Yeah, Getaway Car, uh, me and Billy, like, Billy really likes. So, probably that makes sense. I Did Something Bad was a little surprising for me. But, a mutual friend of ours posted on Instagram and said something about realizing... She posted her Spotify wrapped and she said, like... I've just realized that my hatred for pop music was based entirely on the patriarchy and like yes. So Yeah. I I saw that and I wanted to like swipe up and respond to her and be like, thank you for putting that into words because like I think we have talked about that but I like I don't think we've specifically said like the patriarchy and that's exactly what it is. We've said it about Taylor Swift that like the yes. internalized but misogyny think, but like pop music yes. in general like it's good why are we all acting like yeah. we want to be edgy and listen to other things that's the whole name yeah pop that's pop that's Euler. what i always think is like noah khan like if you heard noah khan you'd be like he's not really a pop artist but like he literally is if his shit is on the radio it's popular yeah popular music yeah. yes also ending our spotify wrapped I want to thank everyone For our numbers we are the top podcast for eight people i know that's a small number but that's pretty crazy that we're like anyone's that's there's eight people who listen to us more than anything else yeah um we're in the top five for 19 people and in the top 10 for 34 people which to be fair is pretty close to our average of episode listeners (laughs) so but i mean hey that's great thank you everyone all right now moving on to all the bachelor nation things it'll it's hopefully not too much because we've been running long lately on these episodes yes yeah i the golden bachelor finale i put like kind of a lot but it'll be quick to get through because it was it's was pretty standard as yeah. far as finales go yeah so gary's daughters met Teresa first They seemed uncomfortable with the fact that their dad was falling in love just in general. Like, the fact that he had said that he was in love with people. They were like, what? Um, But they were very touched by how similar Teresa's first love story was to their parents' first love story. Um, They were really happy with Teresa. And they said that they had their hearts set on her. Mm -hmm. But then they met Leslie. And they felt kind of the same way about her. Okay. So they told their dad they're like we understand why like this decision is so hard for you they're both great women like we'd be happy for you either way um but he was so awkward with leslie after that like you could see the shift from where he was last week because last week it was the opposite Mm -hmm. and he went on his date with teresa and he like wouldn't speak to her and then now he's being super awkward with leslie and so she like asked him why he was being weird and he apologized. He was like, you know, like, this is, like, our first, like, hardship as a couple. Like, but this is just a really hard decision for me. Yeah. So I'm just kind of, like, distracted. And then I was like, I think he just broke up with her? Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell because it definitely felt like I was watching a breakup. Yeah. The audience was reading like it was a breakup. And Leslie was upset like it was a breakup. But... He kept saying how hard his decision was going to be. So mm. so so then, so then so he was like, I need to go. I have a lot to think about. But then he comes right back and he does break up with her. Yeah. And good for Leslie because she called him out for being a liar mm-hmm. in the fantasy suite. That crowd eroded. Um, she and she did not let up mm. at after the final rose yeah she felt the same way and after the final rose as she did in the moment she said like she said I'm not gonna say what you said because like you have this fiance now and she doesn't need to know but what you said made it very clear that I was going to be your fiance Yeah. and he was like well I didn't realize until today but then like don't be making promises to anybody if there was even a chance then you shouldn't have said that yeah because here's the thing and this is like I think I am not gonna lie, I know that that everyone loves him, but this specific thing that happened really made me be like, I think Gary kinda sucks. Mm-hmm. Um so last time in the fantasy suites with Leslie, he told her my daughters told me to not think about who I can live with but who I can't live without. Yeah. And I cannot live without you. Yeah. Then when he proposed to Teresa, he said the exact same thing. No! Yeah. Like, he forgot um, this was televised. Yeah. So, in the breakup with Leslie, she says that she is once again not being chosen, but this time it's on television, and that he said things that made her feel like he would choose her, and then he changed his mind after 12 hours. Yeah, that was gut-wrenching. Yeah. Yeah. Then she says she's thankful she doesn't have to walk in her sixty thousand dollar dress just to not get proposed to, Miss Girl. Yeah, wait, sixty thousand dollars. Good God! I um, hope that's what she wore to after the final rose. I hope you that got did your, not your look money's like a worth. Sixty thousand dollar dress. Oh. He was very upset because he said he took a good person and broke her heart. He said that it was the second hardest thing he's ever done right behind his wife dying. It was hard to watch him break down about yeah. that. Um it was like I do I do feel like and he said like if I knew this was going to happen, I wouldn't have even taken the first step in this process. And he said to Jesse, like, I fully regret even doing this, like, having to hurt someone that bad. So I feel like, yeah, it was sad. But also, yeah. your wife dying. Yeah. It's the same as that. I, like, yeah, it is a hard decision. I can't imagine how hard a decision it would be. But you make it harder on everyone when you're saying things that you need to not be saying when you haven't decided yet. Yeah. Um, But... In the end, Gary proposed to Teresa, which, in general, on one hand, it did surprise me just because I felt like since Hometowns, his relationship with Teresa has really been, like, fallen behind the others. Mm-hmm. But, on the other hand, I feel like Gary's been wilding out. hmm And so, it kind of doesn't surprise me that he's, that he's doing crazy shit. hmm And is like not following through with everything you know yeah i don't know how to explain it um on after the final rose gary and Teresa announced that their wedding will be televised on january 4th one month away quick and the Bachelor Nation has, and Bachelor Nation announced to them that they have paid for their honeymoon in Italy. Very um, nice. They did say they said that they know it's quick, but that it has to be quick because at their age you can't put things off. Sure. Their families then met one another for the first time on stage. Like his p- family has met Teresa, her family has met Gary, but their families haven't met each other. Yeah, yeah. So they did, and. They seem really happy, which is great. But I am kind of, like, no longer a big fan of Gary. Yeah, I think that's fair. Probably not the only one. I, I'm not. On to Bachelor in Paradise. Just jumping right into it. What we've been waiting two weeks for. I was shocked at how well Jess handled the breakup with Blake. Mm-hmm. She was just like, you know... Like, I can't even argue with you. We are not moving at the pace that we should be. I, you're right. Whatever. Uh, the weirdest part of the whole episode for me... I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna make a dramatic statement. So weird. Why did it seem like Blake and Kylie had chemistry when she followed him out to the car? Am I mm-hmm. tripping? They were, like, this close to each other's faces... And she said, so there's, like, no one that you would consider staying for? Which is, like, dude, the show ends in a week. No, there's not. Yeah. And he was, like, Kylie. And I was, like, what? What are y'all saying to each other? She said, I can't be here without you. Girl, since when? I I didn't even know y'all were friends. I know. I literally was, like, oh, my God, he's going to lean in and kiss her. This is going to be the craziest shit that we've seen on Bachelor in Paradise in years. No. But strangely, also at the car, it seemed like Kylie and Blake were insinuating that he does feel really strongly for Jess, but that it is Jess mm-hmm. that doesn't feel the same. So... I think mean, that's a lie. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know. That was, like, kind of the issue we had had before was that Jess still wanted to date people, um, and he mm-hmm. was like, I'll let her or whatever, But it doesn't feel like that was the problem anymore, and so I think that's, like, a bit of a cop-out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, then on to, I guess, the next hot-button conversation, Mercedes and Tyler talk, and man, I was, I was locked in. That was some shit. Mm -hmm. But, I was, like, waiting for her to be like, plus, you said some rude shit about me at the roast. Yeah. I, the whole time I was watching that conversation, I was like, he looks, like, Pathetic. Like he was, he was like trying to look so sad, yeah, and like was just spewing bullshit. Yeah, and she basically was like trying to say like I don't really feel like you're that. Like you've not like expressed much to me. Like you say you're into me, like what does that mean? And then he basically said like We don't have a spark." Uh, and she was like, "Okay, like if we don't have a spark, then why?" are we doing this and he's right. like well because i'm looking for it and i just think like he said he said to her which is like super gaslighty but he said to her like maybe we just have different definitions of spark but i just think that like inherently a spark yes. is like an early on thing it's not like yeah a there are no different thing. definitions yeah like uh like love is developed and like other emotional connections are developed A spark is, like, Mm -hmm. literally what gets this shit going. Like. Right. What? Yeah. I do. I like the way that conversation ended because I was, like, good for her for, like, knowing her worth. Yeah. And, like, be like, if you haven't found it, like, I'm not, I'm not sitting around while you go hunting. Yeah. Like, good for him for just leaving. Right away. Yeah. But poor, poor Rachel, this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. I do, like, when she first was, like, going to be, like, I want Jordan, I was, like, a little nervous. Like, I was, like, girl, like, you weren't even all in on him, so it feels, like, a little hard, now that you're mad at Tanner, to expect him to be all in on you, but I didn't like his reasoning. (laughs) I, when he was saying that, like, he wasn't sure he saw Rachel as romantic- and I'm yeah. like, then I'm not sure I understand what you see. Why'd it you us? take her on a date? Your only, like, interactions with Rachel have been romantic. They've been dates. Like, right. I-, I get on Paradise. You can sometimes form friendships, like Blake and Kylie, and you know, yeah. whatever. But like, your but, entire like, you'll be out your entire knowing of Rachel has been romantic. So like, that's weird right. to me. I yeah. also just felt so bad when she was so shocked that Mercedes called his name. I am though kind of glad that Mercedes did first, so that he wouldn't accept Rachel's rose because I thought it was so fucking scummy that he was like, I mean I'd like Mercedes rose, but like Rachel could give me hers too, and I was like, you just got done telling you just got done telling everyone that you're like fairly certain it's not romantic with her again. This is the last week, like it's going to be the last week, so like just leave it. But. Yeah, so he saved her, I think. Yeah. Brayden saying he let Rachel slip away made me want to scream. Yeah. Do you think they're, they, are like, based on what we saw at that After the Final Rose that we've talked about, like, do you think they link up after? I kind of do, because I I feel like a lot of our favorite, like, Bachelor and Paradise couples did, mm-hmm. like, leave the show and then link up afterwards, like, Kaylin and Dean and Becca and Thomas, like... And so I, I can see, like, I could see it happening. Yeah. I'm hopeful that that's what happened. Yeah. I'm also sure that Jess is glad that she's finally getting her chance with Tanner. Mm-hmm. But poor Taylor, who I didn't even know the name of until this episode... When he thought that Jess called his name, but she really said Tanner. Yeah. But also mostly poor Jess because she looked mortified. Like she was like, No. Yeah. No. Like in that moment I would have really debated, like, do I say no? Or do I just let him it's yeah. I guess I'm with Taylor now. Well, they've done that before. Jesse Palmer did that and he didn't really say anything. And then he like pulled Chris Harrison aside and was like, I meant to say someone else's name. <laughs> and like got like an extra rose brought out or something yeah i think i don't remember yeah something like that but i loved seeing jess be the it girl in paradise it's what she deserves yeah she had them all coming yeah all right now who do we think is going to end up engaged I like wonder about Sam and Peter because I think they're like so yeah. solid, but they're also so fucking boring and like never on my screen yeah. that I like it don't feels, know. It still feels recent. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. They seem like they've like, like they're yeah. fucking married. I think I think Kat and John Henry will get engaged. I I wonder it. Just, just because of Instagram, but yeah, I guess. Avon and Kylie is like the most obvious but I don't know Kylie I'm still looking at you funny after that interaction with Blake yes and after the preview where Avon says like all you care about is an engagement like Avon that's the show you signed up for and I'm really getting like sick of of that being like a narrative in Bachelor Nation that like you only care about one thing yeah I do Mm -hmm. that's why I'm fucking here Zach said the same thing about Jess during his season that all she cared about was getting a one-on-one date and that that's not what this is about. Yeah, she does care about getting a one-on-one date because she hasn't gone on a fucking date with you. Yeah. And she wants to marry you. Yeah. But it like, that's the fucking point of the bachelor. Yeah. I like would have gotten that comment if it was someone fresher. Like if Michael was like Olivia, girl like right. we're not there yet but why all you want is a proposal you don't even care about me or even if john henry was like yo that's not whatever but it's like y'all are like fucking in love you've been together this right. whole time on this show when you fall in love you get engaged that's what you do be like be then you so, shouldn't okay. be here don't. <laughs> be so like who are you kidding yeah I guess we'll see you next week. Is next week the finale? Mm hmm. Okay. And then we'll have nothing. Yeah. Hope you're hungry for nothing. Till January. Um, Joey season. Yeah. Joey season will be soon. Yeah. I guess. Ugh. Uh, all right. I guess okay. that's all we have. Again, thanks yep. for listening. If we're your top podcast, that's pretty cool. Yeah. If you're one of the eight, please please tell us yeah for real we'll comment on our instagram or something like we want to know so bad who you are i like i'll send you a personalized thank you gift yeah i was gonna say we'll do something special yeah (laughs) okay okay bye Bye.